0: Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world
1: champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. And so are these fans. An organization has been well run for a long time now. From the top on down, here comes a one-two pitch.
2: Win Sox win the World
0: Series. Five to one the final tonight.
1: And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018.
0: The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. They win the World Series 4 games to 1. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with 4 World Championships. Can you believe it?
2: Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I am the Rit, and with me is my co-host, D.C., and our head writer, Mr. George Sutherland. DC, what's been going on, man? How you doing?
1: Doing well, man. Just enjoyed the nice weekend. You know, I'm work tomorrow. Living a dream.
2: Huh? Man, I could sit there and say a thousand things, my man. Uh, but you are not living the dream. You are living the nightmare. I am now living the dream. But, uh... George, what's been going on, man? How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, like I said this morning in my column, we finally got a few. We finally got a very nice few days that's got strung together, and uh, it's really, really, really nice up here right now. So,
2: hey, uh, George, I'm, I'm kind of a curious. How did the uh, the Portland game go that you went to with your lovely wife?
0: It, it was very, it was very good. I mean, they, you know, they threw a shutout. Um, uh it, 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 Hickey uh put one in the seats in, in right field uh it was it was a very very good game um I was you know it, it, it was kind of an interesting game in that York didn't start at second my did um York has been getting a little power outage of late but he's you know they gave him, they kind of gave him a, a little bit of a rest and uh you know uh, the lineup looked good um you know, Meyer. You know, Meyer looked solid at shortstop. Looked a little tough on a couple of breaking ball pitches, but you know, I think he's he's getting it back. He's he's hitting above two hundred again. He's starting to pick it up. Um, I think you know this is the adjustment period since coming up. You know, he's you know he went one over twenty I think in when he first got up here. So he's starting to, he's starting to put it together and and you know be the man that everybody thought he could be. So it, it was it was very very good. And um, Coffee struck out ten. In five innings through 90 something pitches, but you know, I was kept, I kept the K tracker. There's a couple of people who do it up near the broadcast booth, and uh, as a struck out 10. He was, you know, he had the strike, he had the strike pitch when he needed it, so it was a good game,
2: yeah. Uh, and then they had Trevor Story there, which uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Marcelo Meyer uh, got a little help coming out of a slump, maybe you know, because we've talked uh, plenty of times before how. It's okay to get in a slump, but you got to learn your adjustments, make the adjustments, and come back out strong on the other end. So, hopefully, we can see if Marcelo Meyer is able to pick that up because Trevor Story on his debut back, it was story time, baby. And he went deep in the first game back. Do you see that? Did you get to see that one?
1: Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, man. Really excited about that. Um he had a rough game the next game, but you know he hadn't played uh, baseball since last year, coming off an injury. So Russ is going to be there. Um, but yeah, excited to see him hit a bomb his first uh, his first game back, and I'm stoked to you know get him back in the lineup.
2: Yeah, uh, this was this was a great week for the Pesky Podcast once again. You know, a big shout out to Joe Bradley. Uh, DC, you couldn't make it because you had family stuff going on. But I was up in a scranton Wilkesbury, watching our Woo Sox take on, uh, the Scranton Rail Riders. We, today, uh, it, it was a great series overall I was at. I seen Shro- uh, Shane Drohan pitch. Uh, man. Uh, Sedane Raffaello, he went deep twice. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck had a couple stolen bases in the series. Uh... Got to hook back up with uh, Narcisco Crook, gave him his pesky podcast shirt. He loved it. Dio uh, would sit there and love his shirt. Uh, just, just a great time overall. And I was also able to uh, to talk and uh, pick the brain of their broadcaster, um, Tyler Murray, for the Woo Sox, the play-by-play broadcaster. And man, he was just giving uh, some pointers, uh, you know, talking to uh, Stephen Scott, who I think it was Friday, Thursday, Friday, one of those two games. He uh, hit a 3 one shot in the eighth to put us ahead. Then he took another three-run shot in the ninth to uh, put the game away. So that was a that was a great thing to sit and watch. But man, I can't wait to. Uh, to sit there and see some of these guys get moved up again. Uh, George, what what were some of your thoughts on, on overall, the, uh, the triple A team that's coming together?
0: You know, uh, that's where your depth comes from for the big squad. And uh, I think they put together, you know, the ability of people coming and going and, you know, keep the the big club stocked when you have injuries. Uh, I love the fact that Rafael is at triple A now. Uh, You know, he's, you know, he's still sometimes he's a little aggressive at the plate. Uh, if you can kind of tamp that down a little bit, you know, but still maintain the, the right level, that's going to be good. Uh, I think, I think that's great. I think that they've got, they get the they get pieces if they need to. Um, yeah. I, that's great. Uh, I think crook, uh, you know, he's, he's going to play a little first now, I guess, Uh And uh, to see him uh, do the to see him uh, chug around the bases on the inside inside the park thing was absolutely fabulous. So, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. But yeah, I I mean, it's what you want your AAA team to be. You know, you got some guys that can help you in case you get an emergency. Lord knows they've had the uh, the shuttle going between Worcester and um, Boston for the pitching staff. So, you know, very it's it's what you want your AAA staff to be.
2: So. Yeah, they went and uh, they had a, a people out of a, a little bit out of position. Uh, I seen Bobby Dalback play right field. Uh, you know, oh. Raffaello was in playing shortstop, so it, it was it was a little different. Uh, Abreu was out there playing center. He was playing left field oh. uh, yesterday, so uh, it, it was great to sit there and and see uh, even uh, Fitzy came back. You know, uh, walk, he had a uh, a double. So, like, it's kind of like he never – he didn't miss a beat when he was off uh, on the seven-day injury list, so.
0: Makes you wonder if they're, they're showcasing um, – obviously, they're probably showcasing Bobby but uh, Abreu as well. You know, hey, he can do this, he can do that. In case you were wondering, you know, I think that that's probably the message that uh i is sending to the rest of the GMs around baseball saying, hey, yeah, these guys can do this in case you were wondering and we're going to show you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's good. And I see, I see Fitzy back because, you know, fans love him and uh, he's been a good addition to the organization.
2: Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's smooth right on over to the Mets series. Uh, the Red Sox have been playing. Uh, game one. Was a complete wash. You might as well say, it, 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 <laughs> the videos. Oh my god! The videos that were showing up were, it was like the scene of Titanic. Oh yeah. It,
0: uh, I, I I've I've been in a family when it's raining before, but you know, not not in any kind of deluge like that, but just the, just the the waterfall effect you know and the rapids effect coming down the stairs my goodness and then that guy that decided he was going to do uh, a little surf slide across the floor i wonder how he felt when he got up but you know that's yeah, that, that was that was nuts i mean but that's that, to be honest with it that's the kind of rain we've been getting in new england um, you know for the last you know 3 4 weeks you know when it rains it just pours so
2: yeah, it, it was it was horrible. Uh, I do not know what made them, what took them so long till they called that game, because it was it was horrendous. Uh, DC, what did you think about Noah's Ark in Game One of the of the Met series, <laughs> when uh, God was like, we do not want Yoshida and Senga to face each other, so he opened up the the portals of water to flood out Fenway Park. Can you hear us, DC?
1: Yeah. What'd you say? Sorry, I was loading in. I just said it.
2: Oh, sorry. Well, what did you sit there and think about the old uh, Game One uh, flood game, the floodgates?
1: Yeah, man, those uh, those videos were nuts. I uh, saw the one down in the going into the tunnel down into the clubhouse, and the one guy was walking through it. It was like what, like shin deep? Um, And then uh, it was actually on our local news. My dad sent me a text last night and said, hey, I saw Fenway Park was underwater, which is funny that it's on the news, you know, down here in PA. Yeah, I mean, that's going to come with territory with uh, such an old stadium. But I love Fenway Park, so hopefully it sticks around for a while. But they just fixed that plumbing a little bit.
2: Yeah, it it was – I think the the player that you were talking about was uh, old JT, you know.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was –
2: had the bags up over his cleats and up <laughs> on his legs, just just trucking through. And, and he he tweeted out he was ready to keep going. So, but man, this to, to, to see people belly flopping, sliding like a giant slip and slide. It was it was just. I'm I'm glad I didn't go to that game because, I probably would have been a little upset that they took so long to call the game. So. Yeah, I'm
0: kind of, I was kind of surprised by that because Dave Mello who runs the grounds crew there, you know, is pretty good about giving the umpire accurate information. So I don't know what those guys were thinking.
2: Yeah, but, oh, uh, we went and did the old, did the old double header, uh, on Saturday. So of course we lost game one of the double header, uh, four or five, uh, Cutter Crawford took the big L. So, uh, George, what, what were your thoughts about the the overall game?
0: Um, it was, you know, before the rain came. Before the rain finally washed it out Friday night. I mean, you know, it was kind of a back and forth affair. And you kind of got that that whole idea that if they'd played on, it was going to be like that. But then, you know, you you, you pick up the game, you know, uh, later, you know. Saturday afternoon and things calmed down and, um, you know, the bullpen, you know, Craw- Crawford's gone, obviously, because, you know, they're not going to have him come back on Saturday. Bullpen only allowed one run. They just couldn't get back in the game, you know. Um, you know, the bullpens continue to do its job when, when asked. Uh, so, but, you know, again, the bats just, you know, the, the, when they go, when, when they go silent, they go silent in a big way. You know, and just when they needed him, you know, to come back a little bit more, you know, it, was, it wasn't a good scene. So,
2: DC, what what were your thoughts on game one, if you're there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, obviously I wasn't too happy with the uh, the outcome. And yeah, like you said, it was kind of weird that they took so long to to call it until the next day. Um, I'm not a big fan of the big suspended games. They kind of make me, they kind of scare me, you know, kind of kills momentum, even though they didn't have much going for them at all, you know, other than the first two innings. Um, but overall, it was good to see Duran. He added a stolen base, two hits. Um, yeah. Justin Turner, even without a hit, he uh, produced an RBI in that. Uh, Chang, you know, I think he had two hits and an RBI. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he contributed a little bit. Um, Cutter Crawford, obviously, could have seen a little bit more out of him. Four innings just isn't going to cut it, but it was pretty uh, um, pretty happy to see how the, the bullpen played out. I think three out of four guys that came in, you know, through score scoreless appearances. Um, so that was good, you know. But uh, yeah, obviously, overall, it sucks to get a loss. But glad that you know, as we're going to touch on here, probably right after this, we got a, we got the win yesterday.
2: Game two, things went a little bit differently. Man, I loved, I loved going through everything and tweeting out uh, some great stuff, like uh, five home runs for us. You know, Jaron Duran lead off home run. Uh, Justin Turner throws some dirt on it. He had a home run. Um, our uh, our boy Mikasa Sukasis turning it around. He sat there and had two bombs. You know, the, it, the stat that was thrown out there was surprising because George. When we talked to not Gaetti, you know, yeah. about Scherzer, Scherzer's had a long career. And Casas is the first that was amazing uh, rookie <laughs> to take him deep twice. Uh, it,
0: in, in a way, it's it, it's kind of fitting in that you know, as Nokaiety was talking about, uh, you know, Scherzer has been up and down. You know, he has he hasn't looked at the Scherzer of old. He's doing okay, but you know, and then Casas has been you know. Having the same thing, he's you know he's, he's trending up of late. So for him to go deep twice, it, it, in many respects, it was kind of fitting, you know, is that he that he got him twice, and, and for him, you know, he's a good kid. You know, he's a young kid. He'll, he'll remember that forever, right? So yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty cool.
2: But uh, DC, you might like the next one. It seems to me every time Yu Chang makes contact with the ball, it's over and a home run. And of course I tweeted out, uh, you Chang clan ain't nothing to up with. <laughs> uh, so DC. What, what, what's your thoughts my man on, on you Chang. Anytime he hits something, he destroys it.
1: Yeah, man, it's cool to see. Um, love to see a little bit more consistency out of him, but when he does hit it, man, he hits it far. And we all know the chicks love the, you know, love the, the long ball. I really screwed that one up. Sorry. I started a little bit. <laughs> I <laughs> got yeah, a little too excited about that. But, yeah, man, um, it's good to see him making good, you know, contact, you know, especially when the, the offense was stagnant the night before. You know, it's good to come out and uh, continue his momentum and, you know, get some runs on the board with one swing.
2: Yeah, Paxson looked uh, – I, I DC, you weren't here, but, man, I, I know your thoughts and, and you and I were talking about uh, Paxson's last outing and everybody on Twitter was hating him. Like, dude, he, got, he deserves – one bad start every now and then, and he came back, yeah. you know, seven yeah. Ks, two earned runs over six, you know? So wh- what are and your only thoughts? one walk. Yeah. Right. Like, what are your thoughts, DC, on even when we win, the Twitterverse still hates the Red Sox?
1: I'll be honest with you. I, uh, do you know how many times I, I'll write a tweet, you know, just kind of bitching about Red Sox Twitter, and I'll type it all out. But you know what I do? I never hit. I never hit. Uh, enter or submit. You know, I just. I, mean, I think it's like therapy for me. Just write it down and throw it away. But man, that's one of the biggest things about this fan base that drives me nuts. Um, granted, I know I became a fan only in like 2000. You know, I think it was yeah, two, year 2000 when Manny signed. But uh, a lot of these fans weren't there before that. You know, they they didn't go through yeah. 2003 like you and I discussed. Um, 2004 was a, a roller coaster of a season, and then the ALC 86
0: 75, yeah, you know, 86. Were, I mean, just, they would yeah. have
1: lost their collective minds, you know. And then, yeah, I think I even Justin that's his account on Twitter, big Red Sox guy. He, um, he tweeted something out a couple of weeks ago because he was com- combating somebody that was bitching about the Red Sox. I think it was even after they won. And I just said, Could you imagine some of these fans having a deal with the Carl Crawford saga? You imagine that, or like, and then and you even rebutted, <laughs> imagine you said Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> It's just, it would be a dumpster yeah. for even more than it is. It's just,
0: yeah.
1: Call it every... we got, yeah, we got a little spoiled, you know, for uh, championships in, you know, less than 20 years. Um, but we got to, you know, give it a break a little bit. It just, it gets frustrating. And sometimes I just like to hop off that app for a little bit, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't get the negativity. You can't win every year. I understand you're a big market team, but their philosophy has changed. You got Bloom. He doesn't think the same way as Dombrowski or Charrington or Epstein. Um, you know, you just need patience and we're in the right direction. You know, I think I truly think we're a year or two away of, you know, actually putting something together. Do I think we're going to win a championship? I can't say that hundred percent, but we're in the right direction. We, you know, we have a pretty good product out there with what we had coming into the season and we have a lot of talent in the minor league. So it's just some patience is needed and just, just enjoy the game. You know, that's what it's there for. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. George. Uh, how do you think some of these younger people would uh, would have lasted in 75 or 86 especially if Twitter what was around then
0: Oh, God they'd, they'd be they'd be on suicide watch I, yeah. I mean seriously I mean you know in 75 you know the, Fisk goes, you know Fisk with that you know classic home run and then you know they, they, that was you know game six and then you know game seven's over uh, and then you know the, the whole mookie Wilson play and you know against the Mets I mean I you think that they you think they're complaining about that you know, stuff like that now I mean that the, if, if you were around for that and I was I mean I, I I came this close to breaking my television in the in that Mets game okay and I my mouth ran off um some longshoreman words for about 20 minutes afterwards, you know, (laughs) I I was just, Oh my God. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can do, you get spoiled and it, it, that's, that's a fact. And, you know, they, you know, I mean, they still got four, they still got four world series titles, you know, in in, in the 21st century, nobody else has touched that yet. So, you know, they're, yeah, you know, they're the team technically to beat, you know, in terms of championships right now. But good heavens, I mean, just uh, in many respects, I'm glad Twitter didn't exist. You know, it was it was uh, coffee talk the next day. Yeah, you know, water cooler talk. You yeah. Know? And so yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm I'm really glad. But yeah, you're right. They go out of their minds for no. It, and I think a lot of this, this whole the, the whole instantaneous, everybody wants instantaneous gratification. And, you know, baseball is not that kind of game, you know. And, you know, we talk about stats and things like that. Um, you know, and, and DC, your point is very good about, you know, Heim Bloom is a different cat, okay. He's an analytical mind, okay, and he seeks consensus among his people. And he's, you know, he's not that, you know, in charge kind of guy like a Dombrowski, you know, he says, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, he seeks, you know, to, the opinions of everybody. And, you know, there, there's one uh, talking in an article I read that, you know, they still haven't had the final direction yet because he's still seeking, um, you, know, you know, from his guys, you know, what, what are we going to do here? What do you see? So it's that whole, you know, dynamic of consultation. And in an analytic mind, that's what you do, you know. Um, so this is, this is what you should expect. And. I Bloom's delivering ten thousand percent.
2: Yeah, uh I I know one thing from yesterday's game that I sit there and feel real bad for is how come we can't give Connor Wong a day off? Like that I man deserves for a day off.
0: Uh, Jose, that, that Jose Alfaro. Des- Jorge Alfaro. That's the answer.
2: It, it, <laughs> he deserves he's come up. I it's crazy. Like, man, that man deserves a day off. But but you see Connor Wong sitting on the bench, he's like, dude, I can't I, I feel bad. I need to play because stuff like that happens. Yeah. Like you sit there and think, All oh, you gotta do. Now I'm not gonna blame Alfaro hundred percent, just eighty percent. Because Jaron Duran Jaron Duran should have never sit there and tried to throw that ball, you know, over the cutoff man's head. Right. But how in the hell, on the one-year anniversary of the Inside the Park home run, you let that happen again? DC, like, how? That's big. DC, you cut in and out there, so I'm going to sit there and and give you the benefit of the doubt that you were probably cursing up a storm.
1: No, I, uh, sorry. I just, uh, I said, you know, it's baseball is weird. Uh, life is weird. And, uh, that's the kind of luck I would have if I was, uh, Jaron Duran the same day that that happened. That's just, uh, that's funky. But yeah, you got to make better decisions out there. Um, glad he's performing at the plate or else he'd be getting roasted even more on Twitter.
2: And it's, it's almost like, Next year, they should just, on this date, next year at Fenway Park, just give Jaron Duran his own bobblehead night to yeah. commemorate, <laughs> you know, not once, but twice.
1: twice. Maybe just sit him, too,
2: while you're at it on that day. Yeah.
0: Didn't didn't Toppy get DFA'd yesterday as well? I mean, talk about the planets aligning.
1: I'm not sure so, I didn't see that.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure about it. Does he ever but, get picked uh, up
1: after the Red Sox got rid of him? Or did he go down the minors?
2: Uh, he, he wasn't in the minors at all. I think he was no, out right.
0: Um, but, he, yeah, I think he got DFA'd as well.
2: But, but. man, it, a, a year anniversary, and you're going to let it happen again. Like, <laughs> it, 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 is, is this what we got to look forward to? Like, if, if next year, I'm going I'm to place a $100 bet on it inside the park home run. You know? On this date, doesn't matter who we're playing.
1: I mean, and all and all jokes aside, man, I, I hope uh, I hope it doesn't mess with him mentally. Um, and I'm not making any light of any situation, but he talked about his mental health and what that did to him, and how you know the rest of the season just kind of brought him down. I hope uh, I hope his hitting, you know, keeps his head, you know, level, um, and he knows that he's a good player. You know, what I mean, because that could that can mess you up, man, especially the same uh, day, a year exactly. later. Exactly, like right.
2: ace. AC told him at the beginning of the year, just have fun, but you can't be having, you can't be playing catch with Alfaro in the middle of a game. You know what I mean? Where, where you throw it to him and then Alfaro throws it <laughs> right back to you. Like you, you can't be having that much fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, you say that so, for the warmups. Uh,
2: exactly. But uh, man, uh, okay, enough about the Mets series, because well, let's talk about the good. And the bad Casas. So, me Casas, Sue Casas, George to start us off.
0: Well, he's found his home run stroke, and he's been just tearing up pitching lately. Um, you know, but he, he's found the one ball again, and he's delivering that. That's the good Casas, and it's really nice to see because that means his aggressiveness is back and he's not laying off pitches and taking call through the strikes. The bad causes is what he did in the same game where he got a single and then gets picked off at first, okay, or you know he makes another bonehead play at you know at first base, you know where he doesn't you know if he wasn't going to cover the bunt he should have gotten over the bag because you know he should know where he's supposed to be he goes through these, he goes through these periods where he'll be, you know, he'll be okay. And, you know, everybody makes errors and stuff like that. But then, you know, he just like loses his mind, you know, for, like for a split second. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to be him in the long run. I think they, they do need to impress upon him that, you know, and we've talked about a hundred times come off the bag and things like that. But, you know that that it is. If there's a downside to him, that's the downside. Is that you know defensively sometimes he just goes into a black hole. So, yeah, the the good is very good, and the bad sometimes can hurt you. So that's that's what I see.
2: Yeah, uh, Casas. Both home runs he hit yesterday were a combined 845 feet. Oh yeah, that cast. Oh
1: damn!
2: Like yeah, that's just that's just blasted him. And it's going off of Scherzer, too. Right. You know? So, uh, in his last 183 at-bats of the season, oh, in his first 183 at-bats, Casa's hit a 197 with seven home runs. In his last 88 at-bats, he's hitting 341 with seven home runs and 16 RBIs. So, you're cutting 100 less at-bats, and he has... Uh, the same amount of home runs and his batting average is, you know, 150 points higher. So he, he's, he's took his time. I'm glad we, we did the patient thing. And cause he's a rookie. He, you know, he's what, how old is he? 23. Yeah. 23 years old, there. you know? So you sit there and, and you gotta be patient with the guy because you can't, you can't mess with his mind. And, set, and keep sending them down and up, down and up. You know, uh, D.C., George and I were talking about that possibly could be one of the biggest things with Dahlbeck. Uh they, they sit there and they kept calling him up, calling him down. Throwing him up, throwing him down. You know, Casas, they they were patient with him. And he's able to find his his uh, his way through to the light of the tunnel. So, D.C., well, what are your thoughts on, on the, uh, the good and the bad Casas?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, George nailed it right on the head. Um, you know, there's trouble on defense every now and then. Mental laps on the bases. Uh, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is, is giving outs away, especially when you're already on base, man. Like, um, But, yeah, I mean, the good, though, he's starting to hit, as you just said, the last 88 games hit in 340-something. Um, and even when he's not getting, like, getting hits, he's getting on base by walks. And now, like George said, he's starting to, you know, Take the pitches he should, but not letting, you know, the strikes go down the middle. You know what I mean? So he's, he's getting hits when he should, but he's also laying off of them. He has like a 346 on base percentage, which is pretty decent. Um, 816, or I might be dyslexic right now, or maybe an 861 OPS. Mm-hmm. So, so the stats are there. Um, I don't know if it was Alex core, but I just saw something not too long ago on Twitter. or Maybe I was on Bleacher, Bleacher Report when I was looking at their page. Uh, somebody said that his uh, upward swing reminds him of uh, Dustin Pedroia's. And that's something I've actually always – was that Alex Bora? Yep,
2: AC said that.
1: Yeah, and, like, and that's honestly one of the first things I I realized about him, you know, watching him more closely this year um, is, you know, his upward swing. And, you know, if he just irons out some kinks, cuts down some of those strikeouts, I think he's going to be a force, man. And, uh, honestly, if – I could see him making a run, you know, to be in – I mean, this might be a bold prediction, but the way he's been playing, he could be – Given uh, Yoshida run for his money for that uh, the AL Rookie of the Year, how he you know how he de- ends you know the ends the summer.
2: Yeah, uh, when we first started this off, DC, you know, I, I made the prediction that there was the AL Rookie of the Year was coming from Boston overall. You know I that. whether whether it be in uh, Yoshida or Casas, it, it was it was coming from Boston. Uh, you know, I remember Josh being on. You know, and and he was he was like ah, it, it could it could come from Baltimore, you know, but the way uh, the way these two are playing, I, I can't see it anywhere else uh, going. Who's the uh, who's the other guy from Texas, uh, that is in the running? Hmm. Oh, I'm drawing a blank.
0: Hmm. The outfielder. But,
1: yeah, uh, Garcia.
0: Garcia? No. Um...
1: Let me see if I can figure that out. Uh, young or no? Oh, you have young. Yeah, Texas yeah, jo- yeah, yeah. Josh Young, Texas
2: Rangers. Josh Touching Young, yes.
1: Yeah. I will so. say though, Gunnar Henderson is having a after a, a, a really bad start. He's been killing it the last two months. So it yeah. could be a pretty pretty race, you know, with the two from from where we're coming from, Boston. Um, Josh Young, Gunnar Henderson. You never know. It's me exciting to watch. It's good for baseball too.
2: Yeah, uh, let's uh let's switch things over a little bit. Trevor Story and Corey Kluber both in Portland. Uh, Story now got moved up to the Woo Sox. So, but uh, well, what were you guys' thoughts? Uh, we'll start with you, DC, on Story and Kluber being in Portland.
1: Yeah, I'll start with Kluber. Um. He had what, that one appearance so far. I think it was two innings. He allowed a hit and a strikeout. Um, that's solid, man. Uh, I don't have too much optimism to think that he's going to really put any anything into the rest of the season. I, I don't I don't trust him. I mean, I hope he, he gets the mechanics figured out, you know, stop throwing those meatballs. But um, obviously, it's great to see him come back, you know, his first rehab start. As far as story, like I said, I'm excited about that first uh, home run in the first game could do without the four strikeout game for the next day. But like I said, you're, you you have not played baseball since the end of September, you know, beginning of October coming off a pretty serious injury and surgery. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to come out with any rust. So, or without any, any rust. So, you know, overall, very happy with the, the first couple rehab games. Really, really excited to get story back in the lineup. Um, he's been one of my favorite players in the league, you know, since he was with uh, Colorado, just want to see him succeed. Cause I, I know he wants to, and, I don't want to see him getting the hate, you know, from Red Sox Twitter, you know, like a lot of other players have in the past. But, uh, yeah, man, super excited that you know they've been doing well so far.
2: Uh, didn't what well, wasn't the bigger thing coming from not the O for four, but didn't he play all nine innings at shortstop?
0: No, five,
2: five. Yeah, five.
1: Okay, five. Okay. But hey, uh, that's, that's good to see, though.
2: Yeah, and, and his defense was was, was good, so. Let, let's Still see makes me nervous. Get... So. Uh, the, he's got he's got a full. Uh, he's got he's got a complete full twenty days they're expecting, you know, for the for his stint and rehab. Uh, so, you know, take advantage of it, you know, test his arm out, you know, and and see where we're going. Uh, George, what what were your thoughts on the old rehab assignments? And well, then, I wasn't surprised gonna, that – oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, no, and, and then we're going to also touch on uh, Reyes.
0: Sure. I, I wasn't surprised, and, we, and we, we touched on this a little bit the last time, is that I was not surprised that they sent Story to Portland, okay? I think they're going to try to keep a very short leash on Story, and that's why uh, uh, I believe uh, the Sea Dogs are out of town next week. So with Worcester back in town, they're going to keep him at arm's length so they can keep an eye on him. Now, the other night in Portland, uh, a lot of the front office staff was there, okay, and uh, including Heim for a couple of games. So, you know, they're taking a hard look at, you know, what's down in the double-A system. So they're going to be very careful with him, okay? So that's why they want to keep him, you know, in New England uh, so that if something Happens, they can they can monitor it or say, all right after the game, how are you feeling? You know, what are the trainers telling you the whole night? yards. as far as Kluber goes, I'm with DC. I mean, I, I hope he finds his stuff again. Uh, but you know, DC said it best. I don't trust him. You know, I mean that that's gone out the window. Um, maybe they can. You know, I, I hope that, that if they can find a trading partner for him, he goes someplace and kind of. You know, re-resurrects his career a little bit because it would. You know, I would hate to see him go out. You know, if he did this he has to hang him up after this. I hate to see him be remembered for this season because you know he was a class act. You know, and you know a good pitcher for a while. So, you know, I I, w- I wish him the best, but you're right. I don't tr- I, I wouldn't trust him right now. There's too much on the line.
2: Switch it up real quick. You said class act, and you, and and you don't want him to be remembered. For his time here. George DC, what are your thoughts on the last twelve games
1: Ryan Brazier has pitched for the oh, Dodgers? God. I'm gonna be honest with you I don't I haven't <laughs> I kind of forgot he existed to be honest with you. I that, which is that, which is crazy because I play you know dynasty fantasy baseball so I should be paying attention especially how deep my uh my rosters are but yeah, I haven't I he was yeah, out of sight, out of mind, I guess with me. I you know. Uh,
2: yeah. I want to sit there and say he has, he's he's pitched twelve games and he has like a one point eight nine ERA or something like that. Right. Like
0: I saw those stats on Twitter this morning and I was like, Well, that's the Brazier we knew back when he first came up, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically lights out, you know. Quality, you know, quality arm coming out of the bullpen. You know, so you know, the pitchers, ballplayers are, you know, interesting characters. Sometimes a change of scenery does, you know, does them a world of good. You know, um, there's a lot of pressure in Boston. I that isn't the case in LA. You know, and the, the, the you know the about the Angels and the Dodgers. You know, coming the coming the second, leaving the sixth. You know, there's you know there's there's no. You know, baseball is a religion in Boston. It's an afterthought out west. So you know, I'm happy for him. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of people were really dumping on him. I know when he, they DFA'd him, I was like, I hope he finds himself. I hope he does well. And, and if that if that's what he's done, good for him. You know, I, I you know he's been you know he he's he took it on the chin from the press and and the fans and you know never once flinched. You know, didn't go off, didn't you know, sulk or whatever. Hey, okay? he's he's a pro, and um, I'm happy for him. If this continues for him, even better. So, uh,
2: a a little bit uh, quick. Let, let's touch on uh, on Reyes. You know he he's he's back. He's back after uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, who are we dfa DFAing? Because within the next two weeks at the trade deadline. We're going to be needing some roster moves, Major League. So, DC, who do you think we're going to be dfa in?
1: I think uh, eventually we're going to have to DFA somebody, obviously, with, you know, we got Reyes and then Story coming back in a couple of weeks. But I think for now, to uh, bypass, you know, having him take off the roster if he's not activated, you know, as far as Reyes, I think uh, – I think Arroyo is going to end up going on the IL with his jam thumb. I think it's going to be a situation where, you know, it's a numbers game. You got to you got to make you got to make some room for him. Um, obviously, he's banged up right now. Throw him on the shelf for 15 days, um, or 10 days, whatever one they decide, and then you know when Story gets back, kind of go from there. But I think obviously Kike ends up getting DFA'd or traded in the next you know week or so, and then you cross that bridge when you get there. As far as um, Arroyo and then Story, but I think Arroyo goes to the, the IL and then uh, Reyes is on the squad Tuesday. George,
2: same thoughts for you? Uh, I agree.
0: Um, you know, if Arroyo was healthy, I think De- uh, Kike's the first one on a bus out of here, um, despite the fact that AC loves him to death. But, you know, the act is old. Um you know, uh, maybe the Dodgers taking back some other team will want him as a spare part, or they need, you know, they need somebody who can play center field in a hurry. Uh, you know, but yeah, I think he's he's definitely on the list if a Royal, you know, if a Royal hits the IL great. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Yu Chang was this was the second guy to go. Uh, as much as his defense is great. Uh, you know he can. You know he'll put the ball. In, he'll put the ball. You know over the fence every now and then. I mean, you look at it, you know his batting average is woeful. You know if he doesn't make contact, you know I hate to use the word guaranteed out, but you know there isn't much else there. So I, w- I would not be surprised.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm with both you guys on that one. Uh, I think they they're, they're going to use the IL first. Try to work some behind the scenes to see what the dodgers will be willing to give uh for kike uh, and and go from there especially stories coming back in you know in, in less than two weeks now so you gotta sit there and make room for him too so it, it's gonna be interesting uh to see this trade deadline overall but guys we're, we're gonna bring back a segment gonna play a little fair or foul okay so our first one will be will we see or we will see Sadan raffaella get called up in september let's start with george
0: oh, fair absolutely if nothing else uh you know if they're still in it they, you know his defense in center field is a, is a great backup, and his speed is is lightning. So now you got two guys on the roster, and if you know Duran and him, that's a really good problem to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, DC. Yeah, I'm gonna go fair. Uh, agree with George. Um, that speed's elect you know electrifying, table setting You know type of skill to have. Have that in a lineup with Duran um, can play the outfield. And I think he, he plays shortstop as well, right?
2: Yeah, he played shortstop uh, yesterday. He he was there. Uh, yeah, and I'm put, not saying have uh, him, you know.
1: No. Not having him put a major time, but, you know, depending on his injuries or anything like that, anything can happen in the next month or so. But, obviously, I want to out in the outfield, especially with that speed and range that he has. But, yeah, I'm going to go fair on that.
2: Uh, I will sit there, and as much as I uh, tweeted it out, I'm going to defer. I'm going to go foul. Uh, I'm gonna say until, until he gets his bat under control and doesn't strike out as much because uh, he, he has a really high strikeout rate. So, yeah. uh, I don't I don't see him coming up in September. But it it all depends really on the roster moves, the trade deadline, and what we have left. You know, by the time of September, do, do they do they bring Bobby Dahl back back up? you know, in September uh, to give him another month to, to, you know, if he's even still on the team. Uh, he's been playing right field. I've seen him play right field uh, this past week, first base. I've seen him play uh, third base. So the, they're, they're trying to sit there and get him a little versatility to see where he's at, you know, for the trade deadline. And maybe just to bring him up in September. So I will say foul on that one uh, until he gets a little more plate discipline. So, uh, DC, we're going to start with you on this one. Fair or foul? We're going to see Corey Kluber start another game this season for the Red Sox.
1: Well, I'm going to go foul right off the bat. Um, the only way I would see that happening is if, uh, you know, starters get decimated by injuries. Um, I hope it's foul, and I think it's foul. I don't think we see him start another game. I I could see him come out of you know middle relief, long relief, something like that. But I uh, I don't see him starting another game unless you know unseen, unforeseen uh, circumstances happen. George,
0: absolutely foul. I there's there's no way he starts another game. Okay, and as much as they they might want to have him in the bullpen for for long relief, even that. It would be just you know a couple of innings to showcase before the before the deadline because I, as I said, the, I don't think the organization trusts him and they just want to show he's healthy again. So yeah,
2: absolutely foul. I man, desperate you times go comes him, des- George. Man, he, he just loves I, he, He's time. not listening. He's not listening,
0: DC.
2: Call desperate measures right now. We have two spot starters, two openers, two bullpen games back to back, and I don't see AC making Pavetta that uh, the start again. So we we got, Hawk's not ready yet, Whitlock's not ready yet, Sale's not ready yet. Kluber's the first the first man up. So I will say until. Halk, Whitlock or Sale come back, we're going to see Corey Kluber throwing some meatballs one more time as a starting pitcher this season. Uh,
0: I they, I can see him coming back as the first guy out of the pen in an opener situation, much the way that they use using Pivetta right now. Okay, but to hand him the ball to throw the first pitch, I I, I, I don't see it happen. Yeah, it does. It scares the heck out of me, man.
2: Hey. All he has to do is start the game, and I'm correct. He can only go two yeah. innings. He, hey, he you know could what? be the he lay could
0: the, be the lay next the money opener. down, brother. You, you
1: he, did, could, he could you be, did the say, uh, be the next opener. Verdugo is going to be the leadoff hitter opening day, you know. And I thought you were goddamn crazy. So crazier <laughs> sure things have happened. So I hope you're wrong. Uh, I love you, but I hope they're, I hope they're
2: <laughs> wrong. Hey. <laughs> We can can let Kluber give him a four-run start and then let let Pavetta come in. But I I like that Bernardino-Pavetta combination. Like, I really, really like that. Uh, And it seems – I love how Pavetta just – he doesn't care. He just sticks it, you know, whatever whatever AC needs him, he's there for him now. And I like that mentality. I kind of hope that he's here at the end of the season, that we don't trade him. You know, but we're going to sit there and see.
1: Well, you know, uh, you just talked about that that combination of uh, Bernardino and um, Pavetta. <laughs> Murphy's in the bullpen. He's me be coming in next, which I would like to see Pavetta. But like I said, I wasn't sure with the one inning pitch last night, if he was actually going to get any work today. So see how Chris Murphy does for us.
0: Hey, been, we... He's been great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: I oh, know. Uh, I'll say DC, when you and I were there last time at Scranton, uh, we, we seen the uh, – the pitching coach working with Chris Murphy, so yeah. Well, he's been doing great since then. So, next up, fair or foul? The Red Sox will make a big splash at the deadline. We're we're gonna go with you, DC.
1: Uh, I want to say fair. I I I don't think it's gonna be like a crazy blockbuster, and honestly, I don't want them to make a blockbuster. Um, I want them to stay away from the Otani sweepstakes. I don't want to give up Meyer, Rafaela, York. I don't want to give up any of them for three months because I don't, you don't know where he's going to sign unless there is a guarantee. And it was, I don't, I don't even know. Obviously I want Shoei Yotani, but mortgage your the future. But I think uh, you go out and get a guy like Jordan Montgomery from St. Louis, um, or it would cost you a, a pretty decent bit. Go get Giolito. But I think he's a free agent at the end of the year too. So that would yeah. be just a rental.
2: Gino Gio but, uh, Alito uh I I heard and Josh I texted him the Orioles are in on him like yeah. that would that would raise their like starting pitching staff exponentially
1: yeah and yeah. uh that's that that would be nuts I hope that doesn't happen but uh yeah I'm going to go fair I think they make a splash um They're only three games. What going? Coming in tonight, we're three games behind the the wild card. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's close. I mean, you're so close. You know, make the move. I don't want another debacle like we did last year. Just just go out and have you know a set need, you know, a set plan, and just follow through. But uh, I think they'll learn from their mistakes last year. They got a lot of flack from the fan base. Um, Not sure how much they really listen to the fan base, but I'm going to say say fair on that one.
0: George, you're up. I think fear as well. Um, the only thing that would derail that is if the last few games, it's suddenly they went in the tank and went on a six or seven game losing streak, then all bets are off. But I, I think they do. Um, I think that the three pitches that they will probably go after, two of them sit in Chicago right now in Giolito and Cease, um, I, Jordan Montgomery could be that guy. I'm not sure. Uh, the Cardinals are a mess, so you know they, they may not. I, you know, who knows what their asking price is going to be? But yeah, the, uh, I would. Any one of the, if there were any one of the three of them up here, I would not be surprised. Uh, Cease cost you the most, okay? Definitely, you know, because of his because of his control. Uh, you know, the level of control you have in his contract. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Those three guys, they could be a dark horse, too. I mean, you know, um has been known to, you know, pine for certain types of players. So, you know, he may have a, a guy sitting out there somewhere we're not unaware of that You know, he just says, oh, I love this guy. Let's get him, you know. But, yeah, absolutely. They have to. They need starters, okay. And they, they can't rely on the fact that Hulk. Whitlock and Sale are going to come back and be totally healthy. If they are great, then it's a great problem to have. But they've got to have another, you know, another bullet to fire, and two yeah. bullpen games just isn't going to cut it. So,
1: yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind it when get a uh, Strowman.
0: If yeah, but, yeah, but you know, are, are they going to give him up? That's the thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't he, want to pay for him, he, but yeah, but he knows how to pitch. He knows how to pitch in the AL East. So I mean,
2: yeah, that that's a plus, you know. Yeah, uh, Dylan Cease, his name's been uh, shooting over in uh, Texas. The Rangers are are, are are in talks and want him. So, uh, you scary. sit there and said, you said dark horse, George. I heard uh, the Padres, and we're, we're going to be talking about this next Sunday when we have our trade deadline. The Padres might be uh, uh, trying to get rid of Blake Snell. So that be, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't don't sit Dude, there. I and love get me Hater. Oh my goodness, yeah, be, that uh, I'd would be, be sweet. I'd be, more, I'd be so excited. He'd be in the top tier with Chris Martin, baby.
2: Yeah. Oh, but could, could you imagine a team coming in this and not knowing what you're going to face seven, eight, nine? Yeah. With, yeah. With with Martin and Jansen
0: that that would be talk about nice problems to have that would be outstanding
2: yeah so guys that that was fair or foul i will sit there and join you guys with fair on that just because high high bloom is going to make a splash it's not going to be a tsunami it's not going to be like fenway park game one of the met series <laughs> but he he will sit there and shop uh, it, it might not be a popular, uh, you know, choice. L- look at last year. You know, he traded Vasquez away, and but but he got us two quality uh, farm system guys with Valdez and Abreu. You know, I, but.
0: I, I'm but in the back burner, and I said this a couple of times. I still, I still say. Somewhere in the back corners of an office someplace, there, there's an outside chance one Soto ends up here because they – be awesome. San Diego campaign And um, talk about a change of scenery. He would – oh, my goodness, can you see him at Fenway? Um, but just – I can't get that one out of my head. You know, that guy, he's like, you know what? There's, there's ways to get that done that are not horribly expensive.
2: So, Unfortunately – I think Juan Soto will be going to the ALEs, but he's going to be going to the Yankees. I don't want to talk about it. And and speaking of the Yankees, really quick before we uh, wrap up the show, I didn't know the stats that Stanton has better fielding percentage than Aaron Judge. I didn't know that. I did not know that because I didn't know Stanton was healthy enough to even get a percentage.
1: <laughs> but he's but knocked the, some homers in the last two weeks, though. Yeah, he's on fire. I mean, obviously you can You see him in third base. is it today or yesterday? Yeah. And so slow, but I mean, got to worry about not hurting yourself with every stride.
2: So right. But guys, it's time to wrap this up, and uh, George. Any preview of your next article?
0: Uh, I may I may touch on uh, some interesting some minor league moves that might happen that would indicate that something big is coming down. Um, you know, certain players. I think that if you see the move or you see them do certain things, uh, could tell you that something big is in the offering. Uh, so. I got a couple of ideas. I'm working on that, but uh, that would be the only big thing. Uh, I, I love what I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be glued to any kind of transaction that that happens this week. Somebody has to fire the first shot, you know, in the uh, the the de- the deadline sweepstakes. So we're, you know, we're coming down. Uh, you know, it's you know Tuesdays Tuesdays a week. You know, I'm going to be a week out. So, you know, this there's, this. There's, Everybody's going to be watching. You know who Who's the first one that says, hey, I'm going to go big or go home?
2: Exactly. DC, any final thoughts you want to throw out there?
1: Well, first, I uh, apologize to you and George and the listeners for my trash internet. It just seems to not want to work whenever I try to do one of these. But um, I'll get that worked out. But uh, no, man, excited for the next week. Really just looking forward to the Red Sox putting a good run together you Know to solidify their buyer stance. Um, I don't want to have a, a boring second half of the season, the last 100 or last 62 games. So, I'm hoping uh, they play well, get you know, just stay where they're at, or obviously get closer to the wild card and uh, make a move, man. Make a couple moves, make the team better, improve the defense, fill a pitching spot, maybe get a middle reliever of some sort, or go out and get it like a hater, you know. But yeah, just really excited what's going to happen. And uh, it's good to see you guys.
2: Yeah. yeah, so guys, check us out over there on YouTube. Follow us, sub, watch all of our live shows, uh, in video form. Uh, go to Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you can sit there and get your or listen to your podcast. So, but as for myself. As for DC, as for George, see you guys next time on the Pesky Podcast.